and we're on. <laughs> They're probably going to hear me rapping at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> because we're, go ahead. We're reintroducing ourselves. Reintroducing ourselves. Yep. Welcome to 2023. Yes. <laughs> Taylor is laughing at me because I'm dancing, which you can check out on the YouTube, Millionaire Recruiter YouTube channel. You're welcome. <laughs> I provided the vocals. I laid down the track. She provides the moves. <laughs> Welcome to Talent Takeover Unfiltered. When it comes to working hard and keeping it real, we know our shit. Self-care, happiness, inner peace, and time. I'm Brianna Rooney, and this is Taylor Bradley. Hey, y'all. And we have thrived in chaos and turned it into an art form. So, Taylor, what are we doing here today? We're here to give you a raw, under-the-hood view of all things recruiting and finally give credit where credit is due to a long underrated industry that's full of quote unquote experts. All right. Well, then let's take this show to the road. I love it. How are you doing? Um, well, I'm thriving in 2023, as we discussed earlier, um, broke my foot this weekend, but I'm actually, well, you know me, I'm very like, I'm clear head about it. It's like, it is what it is. It happened. I've got this big surgery coming up. That's actually, um, People may think surgery like, uh, like that's not welcome to 2023. Welcome to the new year. But this is a surgery that I have been waiting to have. So I'm excited to have it. And so I thought that this, this foot thing was going to be a setback. But what I will say is I wanted to, in advance of the surgery, have a great day with the kids. And like one of those outdoorsy days, one of those days where you just spend all day outside playing games and it's all these games that we made up. And then we were playing tennis and, you know, electric scooters and all the stuff, the cool shit that we got for Christmas. And so I was like, either way, it was at the end of the day and at the end of our like outdoor festivities. And so I'm like, it's fine. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not like being a Debbie Downer about it, surprisingly. And I've got this like big, sexy boot on. Um, then I looked it up and showed Jessica. I was like, God dang, if my, if my leg muscles are not on point after this, because this thing is intense. Okay. But anybody that's had, yeah. I I think this is the universe telling you because like, yes, you have your big surgery and I know you probably would have pushed yourself before you're supposed to. This is the universe saying like, nope, you're trapped. You sit the fuck relax. down. Exactly. Sit the fuck down. Yeah. Love that. <laughs> yeah. Aaron said the same thing. He was like, well, you know, if it was going to happen and you're going to be laying in bed and this is God being like, you cannot move. I'm not going to let you move. Lay the fuck down. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> Message received. Message received. I hear you. But yeah, I'm really, how about you? How about, how was your 2022, the closing of 2022 and entering 2023? Yeah, it was amazing. I was in Tahoe. I was in tons of snow. And uh, if anyone knows me, they know that I am like, that's my happy place. I could live in a Christmas town, snow, like, you know, at least 10 months out of the year. So I'm, I'm happy. I was with lots of family. Um, we pushed ourselves out of our comfort zone as a family, uh, not just with our partying and drinking, but uh, we did that too, but with our, our conversations. So I thought that that was Ooh. just really nice. They feel like a lot closer. Um, yeah, and I'm feeling good. I, I think you should tell our listeners a little bit about your conversation, like what you and your family did. I think a lot of people, I know I found it beneficial. I was like, I should do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, I don't, of course we were drinking. That's how it started. But, um, no, we started talking about, Hey, what are, 
on brand, uh, what are our New Year's resolutions? What are our goals? Um, and I'm, I'm saying goals and New Year's resolution because I, I was listening to this podcast um, that was so powerful that really talked about resolutions being just mm-hmm. goals. It's just our time to reset ourselves. However, um, do we reset ourselves every year, every three months? Like, what is it? It doesn't have to be, although typically it's, it's January. Um, so we went around, you know, and just kind of put everyone on the spot. And what was really interesting about it is it was my oldest, youngest brother. And he's normally not a not a share bear. Um, he doesn't he doesn't have a lot of um, you know he, he's just not very vulnerable. Like if I say the word um, sensitive, oh, which I did, I said, hey, you know, you've been a lot more sensitive these last two years, which I felt was a compliment. He looks at me like he's gonna punch me in the face. He's like, Don't oh, that was a trigger. Sensitive. Oh yeah, it was a trigger. Um, same with anxiety, which is funny. That's a whole other thing. But um, anyway, so he starts the conversation, and we went around uh, the group and said what we're going to work on, and it was a very vulnerable moment for all of us. And we pushed each other, and we said, well, hey, maybe you should think about this. How are you going to do that? And then we all partnered up on who's going to hold each other accountable, which I think does two things for our family, which is one, of course, it's just helping the other, right? That's great. But it also makes sure that we're keeping in touch the way we're supposed to. Um, because if you do hang out yeah. with us, we're like as thick as thieves and you think that we probably talk all the time, but really like, and I'm probably one of the worst. Um, we just, it's like, I don't got time for that. I'm doing this, 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 and that. Mm-hmm. I got new business. I got kids. I got, you know, the fiance, I got, you know, all this stuff where it's like, it, I think the longer you go without talking to someone, it becomes more of a chore. So it's like, for me, how am I not going to make family and friends a chore? Because it really is, it, it, it's good for your soul. So two thoughts I had, um, one is a question, but the first thought I had is, um, as we've talked about in previous episodes and as our listeners will hear in future episodes, we talk about blocking out time for just your thoughts, Mm -hmm. like, you know, yourself time. Like it makes me think here, should we block out time when you're, when just going and going, you got kids, you got work, you got all these things. Should you block out the same amount of time? So like an hour a day for yourself. Mm-hmm. your focus time, and then an hour a day for family, friends, for your connections. That is really interesting. So I used to have, so I have a really good friend and we used to have like a standing date every like three weeks at eight o'clock at night, you know, when the kids go to bed, stuff like that. And we did it really well for a long time. And it didn't feel like a chore until it did. And so what's interesting is you're like, oh, okay, uh, well, because, you know, we talk every two to three weeks. Oh, I, I'm going to skip this one because so-and-so came into town. So mm-hmm. like, you're going to give priority off of what's on your calendar because you know that it's going to come up again. Well, then here mm-hmm. comes another one. And then she had something come up that she felt yeah. really, oh, it's okay. Cause it's, on, Cause it's on the calendar. So I think, so like, just like for myself, I have focus time on my calendar, uh, for a good half hour every, every Thursday, um, I think Monday as well. Anyways, something like that. And um, very often I schedule over my focus time because I'm I like, oh, it's okay. It's on the calendar. Yeah, <laughs> I do too. So I like that theory if it, you know, if you could really do it. Well, I think it's interesting. I think there's like two approaches to it. So the one that you said that you have where you like scheduled time with your friend at eight o'clock or whatever, or it's just having that hour, just like you do give yourself an hour in the evenings. Like what we talked to Dr. Ben about um, is that say if you have two hours in the evenings, one is your friends and family time. One is you time. And it could be texting your friends and family. It could be responding to their story on social media. So less of an obligation because I'm with you. I feel like if I had a scheduled date or something like that with a friend, it could feel like a chore, especially if 
that day you have competing priorities and stuff's coming up, it just, mm-hmm. it could end up feeling like just like, shit, another thing I've got on the to-do list versus if I know I dedicate an hour of my day, either, whether it's morning or evening, I think that's going to be a personal preference for people. For me, it would probably be like morning for myself time. Evening time is that hour for friends and family, but not watching TV, not reading your books, mm-hmm. not working out, truly just spending time engaging with your friends and family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that actually could really work nicely. I didn't even thought think about that until you had started talking about your conversation with your family. And I'm, you know, that's one of my goals. As you know, we talked about it to really just be more present, be more connected and stay in touch with people more frequently. And it's like, I need to come up with a method that works for me of how to do that. And so I think maybe blocking time to be present with people that I haven't talked, friends and family that don't live in my immediate household, I should say. Yeah, no, I, I really like that. And you know what's interesting? It, it's a little bit of a tangent, but it's funny that we start thinking about how we want to better ourselves because of a date, because of this one day. <laughs> and we're like, oh, you know what? It's time to better ourselves. So th- this is another like podcast I listened to that it was like, again, you, you want to look at this as like, um, uh, so you have your year. This guy talks about how he has a giant calendar in his office. Like I, I envision it like as the whole wall. I haven't seen it. I do too. You know, John puts out <laughs> yeah. where he puts out what he wants to accomplish. And then he picks what days each of them are going to be. Because naturally when you have like five things you want to do, you think that they all five have to be accomplished at the same time. Well, they don't. So you have to like kind of put that in the calendar on what works for you. And then you have to look at it as like a three month sprint. Mm. Like, here's my, here's what I'm going to accomplish in three months, but naturally I'm going to have like the most energy to do it in one. one. And then mm-hmm. I'll kind of, you know, go down a little bit, but I'm still going to hit my goal. Uh, I thought that was interesting. And it's like, how can we trigger ourselves to reflect and pick goals when it's not just December 31st or it's not the first, you know, or that's a really good point. And then for me, because you know what I've talked to you about, it's like, when it's not December 31st or not a big life event. Cause I feel like that's the other time mm-hmm. that people tend to reevaluate, reset, whatever it can't. It's not just a random Wednesday that it, you decide to get your shit together. You know, it's like, oh. like I told you, mine is centered around like my new year hasn't really started yet. I'm still like in fucking 2022 over here mentally is what I think about. Like, you know, because I'm like, it's not my new year, but it doesn't have to be necessary nope. to your point. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I can still have this, I don't know, overhaul of who I'm going to be and how I'm going to show up to things and my approach to things. It doesn't have to be a life event, but I'm kind of associating it with like, oh, that's my New Year's. I'm going to say that's my January 1st. Yeah. The new you is is whatever you ready. Yeah. It's interesting. And then I want to go back to the other thing that um, you're inside about your conversation with your family made me I have a question. So is this something you, you guys do every year? No, we've never done it before. And you know what's funny? And I'm going to put my mom on blast here because I don't believe her. She shout out to your mom. I'm her biggest fan. <laughs> if she listens, just so she knows. I've never even met her, but I feel like I know her very well. Of course she listens. That's why she's going to be mad at me right now. Um, but every year for as long as I can remember, we would talk about New Year's resolutions, like like a bit. We wouldn't go into it, not like this. And my, we'd always go, so mom, what are you going to do? And she goes, it's private. I write it down. <laughs> Like every year I'd be like, God, that's such bullshit. Like we all know you're not writing down your New Year's resolutions. So mom, if you do, I want to see them because I think now I'm old enough to see them. Um, But so it was so, I think it was for me, I was so excited to hear from my parents 
what they're going to do because I've never heard that before. Um, so that was that was a really big deal. So no, we, we don't actually do it every year. So hopefully we now will. That's what I was going to ask. Is it something that everybody was like, yeah, we're going to keep doing this? I love that. I think we all really, really liked it. Yeah. And uh, side note, I'm going to do a yearbook for us all. So you know, like how you get a yearbook right in school until yeah. forever, right? So you're out. Well, I was like, why don't we do a yearbook personally? Like, how fun is that? Like, let's recap our year. Let's vote for, you know, um, biggest helper, biggest jerk, um, most fun, you know, <laughs> most likely to fall in their ass on the slopes, you know, just like funny stuff like that. Like that's, that's life memories. Cause think about, I mean, like I've literally thrown away all my yearbooks, <laughs> but I uh, throw away those. No, I've got like two. So, okay. Two, two, one question and one thought with that. Cause I went like this because I'm like mind blown. Why don't companies do a yearbook? Yeah. Brilliant. I think that would be really powerful if companies and guys, we just thought of this right now. Um, so this is already, yeah, it's already, <laughs> uh, don't go stealing that shit. No, but I really think that's, I love that you're going to do that with your family. And I think that'd be really cool to do as a company. Mm-hmm. And I, when you say yearbook, I'm thinking of one of those, like, you know, you can go on, can't even think of that. Sure, but one, yes, exactly. And you create one of those photo albums yep. and all that. Oh, how cool. Well, you're going to have to yeah. share it once you actually work on it, because you probably need to start working on that now. Cause it's not <laughs> like you got time. Yeah, of course. You're like, I'm going to do this yearbook. And it's like, are you going to do it on December 30th? No, the whole point is you do it one every month. Remember little, little steps, little bites. Yeah. So start organizing your photos in your album on your phone for like, this is the month of January. This is the month yeah. as we yeah. start, because we talk about that a lot of not like having to go back and remember your goals, even with performance goals internally, like going to back and remembering everything, like mark it down that month. These are the mm-hmm. best photos or best memories of that month. That's mm-hmm. a really good idea. I like to yeah. do, like the thought process of doing that for my family. I love how you already monetized it. I know. I've got like this whole like idea of what we'll do. I think it sounds amazing. And I think that companies should do that instead of like a, it's like if you're going to have a holiday party or people do that still, I don't really know if they get together. That'd be really cool to like, you know, on a big projector, show your yearbook, the photo book. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. I'm excited. So I know that you haven't really started your 2023 in your mind yet, but have you business mind? Has that, has that been going? going on? Yeah. Well, that's actually what we tangented, but that's actually what one of the things I wanted us to talk about in this episode was how, what, not reintroducing ourselves, but yes, like we've obviously all seen what the economy is like, what this market is like. And I think it'd be really interesting for our listeners to hear how we've pivoted and how we're going to pivot in 2023 as a result of um, not only the market, but what we've learned in 2022. Yeah. I think that's really powerful. So um, yeah, I want to get right into one of the big initiatives that we have for 2023 that I think is really powerful definitely came as a result of 2022 and everything we've talked about in the rise in the fall, as well as all of the the people that just reach out to you about starting their own agency. So we have developed, do you want to introduce it? <laughs> Let me do that. Uh, it's the Millionaire Recruiter Program, and it's four months, um, and it comes with all of the goodies. Because let's be honest, everyone, like when you look at, there's so many jobs for people, yet we're not filling them. Why are we not filling them? It's because everyone does want to fulfill their entrepreneurs. Um, but it's hard, and it's scary, and it's a lot of work. Uh, not to mention, being a badass recruiter, so 
takes a lot of work. Um, but at the same time, it's not rocket science. Right. There is definitely a science to it. Um, and lots of times you are doing the same thing over and over again, but you do have to morph and move and understand trends and understand best practices. So this program came because we have like to your point, we have been asked a lot. Like actually, I've been asked since 2018 since I, I did the YouTube channel, yeah. the American YouTube channel saying, hey, can you teach me how to start my own agency? Mm-hmm. And I was like, ew, no, like, I'm not there yet. Like, no, I want to I want to give back and show you guys how to be the millionaire recruiter, but I'm not interested in telling you how to start your own business. You know, go do it yourself. My mindset then was, look, I was 24 when I did this. If I can do it, you can do it, right? That was my mindset. I didn't give anyone really direction. If they called me and I talked to them and I coached them, yeah, sure. But for me, I wasn't there yet. And so I would say like, to your point in the last year and a half, not only because of, I think, because I sold techies. So my my mindset was definitely in, in like a shock you know, yeah, uh, the yeah. recovery mode, um, but also seeing the tr- the problems that we've all seen. And I know that we've had the pleasure, especially you, of being very strategic, setting up their TA and stuff. And then all of a sudden, we saw how much money everyone has spent in TA and recruiting and mm-hmm. to build and do best practices and be like, I'm going to do better. We're shouting it from the rooftops. We're going to do better. And then we just saw them lay everybody off. Yep. Ouch. Yep. Again, (laughs) again, again. Okay. Um, Yeah. I don't know why I'm getting the chills on this because um, it's not like I'm not talking about something great, but at the same time, I'm talking where it's just like I could tangent about how this is so wrong. So anyways, long story short, it's like, okay, let's stop training people to be great internally. I can do that all day long. And we're going to continue to do that because you have to, right? Some people just aren't cut out or don't want to do their own business. However, let's take our career into our own hands and let's have our own business. Because right now, and what you'll see in a different episode, I know you want to talk about is what are the work trends? Well, the work trends is you get rid of your internals, guess who they're going to use? They're going to use externals. Mm-hmm. which is contingency, which is retained. So you better get ready, get, get your big girl boy, boy pants on because it's time to start your own business and we're going to help you do that. And yeah. because now companies need you more than ever. Well, and one of the things that I think is so great about the Millionaire Recruiter pro- uh, Program, and yes, I may be biased, but um, is that <laughs> it's for people that want to do it full-time and or part-time. So like you said, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's a commitment to go back to school and this is a school, but it's, on your own time. It's a four month program, although you can get through it much more quickly than that if you choose to. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like this is, this is something for people to never really get caught with their pants down. It's like you have a way to generate some additional income. You have this extra skill set. So even Mm -hmm. if you don't want to do a full-time job and recruit simultaneously part-time, it's like you always have this skill that you can fall back on. But I think what we've seen is that most people that get into recruiting and get into this and want to start their own agency, it's they tend to like it more than their full-time job. You know, if you got to be, you got to like people to be a recruiter. And so if you're have that in you genetically, this is what you like. I like talking to people and I'm in this job where maybe I don't get to, it's just more fulfilling. And people are like, how do I do that more full-time? And so I think this course really provides them the opportunity to do that. And then, you know, the added benefit of a mentor to assist them the entire way, not only with the legal stuff, the business side, but the day-to-day recruiting stuff as well. Yeah. So what um, I think everyone knows, hopefully if they don't, Taylor is really great at pushing you out of your comfort zone in order to think better and bigger. 
And this is a huge compliment because like that, like like you have that, um, you don't want to be complacent, you you know, whatever. So anyway, long story short, um, over the weekend, she was like, Hey, you gotta really have like a syllabus for these people. You know, like they have to, you know, I know it's in your mind, but a lot of people like they, they need it, like they need it written down. They need to like sit down with it. They have to digest it they yeah. have to do all these things. So, so I love that you're, you're pushing me to be better because, um, I am trying to think, okay, it's not me. I'm training other people. Right? Yeah. So it's like, I can't operate and train me. I have to operate and train how everybody else is. And we have to have different training and learning, um, you know, uh, activities and stuff. So long story short, what I was doing is I have it laid out by CEO brain and millionaire mm. recruiter brain. Mm. Those are two separate things. Mm-hmm. And so that's what this course really tackles. So it's going to tell you, hey, yeah, let's train you how to be a badass recruiter. Um, and then also let's train you how to be a badass owner. But what I think is different about this program than others is that we don't just talk about your financial goals today. We talk about mm. what do you want next year to look like. And in my, in my personal opinion, like, I guess you can do this on the side. You can do it for extra cash, all of those things. But if you become really good at it, why wouldn't you just leave your job and right. pay less and make more money? And how about this? How about just retire faster? Yeah. And and I, I have a question for you. When I say retire, what does that mean to you? Um, I don't currently know what that means. The definition of retire, I don't really know what that is. I, well, we talked about it. I haven't had a uh, an example to mirror in that of like when you retire, mm-hmm. what amount of money you need to have when you retire. Um, just because my dad, you know, despite the fact that he could and should retire, he still goes to work six days a week. You know, it's what he loves to do. So... I, I really don't know. I haven't thought that far of like what I would do when I retire because I just love to work so much. And I'm not saying that's the right answer. That's the healthy answer. I just, I get so much personal and this is not the right thing. Cheryl, I'm plugging you here because I know that we've, we've talked about this, that I need to have an identity outside of work and find self-worth outside of work. But I just love it so much. And I think because one, it just gets me such a sense of satisfaction to get things completed and be strategic. But I also really love that we do help people. And I recognize that some people may be like, what? You guys are just recruiting. You know, you're not, we're not doctors, you know, we're not curing cancer, but we are helping people get jobs. We're helping them start their businesses and set themselves up for, you know, a stable financial future. I mean, there is a lot that I have to remind myself to be proud of what we do sometimes like that. It's not just transactional. Like we really actually do help people. Some of the amazing messages that we get, I mean, don't sleep on recruiters. We are helping the world be better. Yeah. So then I'm going to help you with what I feel like retirement is. So okay. when I say retire, it means you don't have to work. You choose to work. So that's what I think this program also sets people up at. It's like, look, let's get you to your financial goals. Let's hit all of these buckets for you. So then now you can choose to continue to work or you just don't. Or maybe now you live in a different kind of an area or maybe now like myself where like, I, oh my God, if you asked me, you know, even a year and a half ago, what do you want to do all day? I'm like, I just want to recruit all day long. I could just be a sorcerer all day long. So yeah. now, oh my God, I want to coach all day long. I want to see you fly all day long. I want to see you, you know, like get this giant check and be like, wow, you know, freak yeah. out. Like that's yeah. bullshit for me now, you know? So yeah. So to me, retirement means you don't have to. I like that answer. Future. I have an overthinker answer. So like if you ask me this, you know, in one of our one-on-ones, I would be like, 
changing. How does anybody know when they can retire with inflation? All, I like, I have an actual response. I love how to technical. Yeah. yeah. That is like, how do people even know? I mean, I have an actual response and it's based on, I've had that conversation with people with regards to stopping working. But I think I think about retire very much as like, the financial, uh, like it stops coming in, the checks stop coming in, you stop working. But I love the way that your definition of retire is like, I work because I want to or work when I want to. And that's probably the definition. Yeah, that's probably what I'll lean towards more because I just feel like, I don't know what I would do all day long with myself. Like I I don't, clearly tennis isn't cutting in, you know? So (laughs) I don't really know what I would do all day long. I, I just love to work, but I do like the, you know, even when you think about, I don't know how I would ever leave here because I love what I get to do so much because it's just all kinds of shit. Like to really try to put it on paper. And trust me, I've tried to really, I've tried to bucket it, like how I, my job responsibilities and the things that I get to do. And which is again, why I love my job so much is that I can't just bucket everything. I don't, it doesn't fit into box. I get to do and touch so many cool things that it'd be, it doesn't fit into a nice, neat, you know, paragraph or in buckets. It's like, I do this. And like, as we talk about Jess, Jess is from Narcy. Now she's producing podcasts and stuff because we have a culture here that's like pushes you to do amazing things that you want to do. You know, you're not stuck in a box and that's very much not the norm in um, the workplace. From my experience, it's kind of like when you're in this box, in this bucket, you're just kind of there. And maybe that's also the difference in more of a corporate structure versus a startup. But um, again, going back, I don't know how I'd ever do anything different or go back because I just love that I get to do so much different shit every single day. It's a different day of what I'll be working on. And then also for us to just have ideas like the millionaire recruiter program. I mean, that, that was an idea you had one day and it was like, let's go. And it literally, we started to action it that day. You know, I know it was like, let, there was a lot that led up to that for you, but yeah. It just was like a light bulb went off of like, this is what I'm going to do. This is the name of the program. And it was just like, we just, let's roll, you know? And we, and then you got your logistical hat on and we did it. And so I think that that's what also our, our students, we, we haven't named our students yet <laughs> on what we want to call them, but um, maybe you want to, you want to try it. Uh, but what we're bringing to all of you is our fast movement is we see an idea, we're going to monetize it. Like, let's keep going. And so I think that that's also something that everyone that does millionaire recruiter program can embrace and can know, like we've got your back. Yeah. Because like, you know, the, the bottom line is you can make money anywhere. So where do you choose to make money? Okay. Let's, let's choose to do recruiting. Let's choose to have your own agency. And then also let's really set you up. Additionally with the program is we're going to, we're going to go over mindset. You know, you cannot, where I talk about the CEO brain, you cannot operate any kind of successful business unless you are fully in it. You have emotional intelligence going on. You're able to talk about money pretty openly and clearly. Um, There's just so many things that you have to do. And then also to make sure that you're well taken care of, um, I think you came up with with this name too. You're always coming up with names is the, the students will have recruitmates. So they'll have our, our recruiting coaches that will be like their, their right hand, you know, yeah. in, in addition with me, there's so many calls, there's so many accountabilities and something that's really important because I don't want everyone just signing up for the program at once. It's like, oh my God, I do want to have my own business. No, hold on. We're going to hold your hand to the finish line, but we're not going to drag you over the yeah. finish line. We're here to push you to greatness. But we're not going to do it for you. We're going to give yeah. you all the recipes. We're going to tell you how to do it. We're going to give you a swift kick in the ass because that's what you need. That's what everybody needs. 
especially now. Um, and we're going to just, and we're going to get it done because you can get it done in three months, but we chose let's do it in four in order to ensure just in case, just in case you need a little tender and loving care, just in case maybe your industry that you picked isn't so kind. Or life happens. You have a life event and something. Yeah. Well, and I do want to make sure Katie Byers, that was yours recruit mate. So I want to give her a plug. She came up with that. Um, but for those also too, just to share with everybody, for those that are not ready, I mean, we're working with people right now that want to start their own agency in the future, but they're actually some of our clients for our other services that we have, like our builds that we do, or, you know, just our dedicated searches, our sourcing support team. But, you know, I, I find it so interesting that a lot of our listeners are people that have been clients before or Mm -hmm. our future clients. It's just, it's amazing to me to see it come full circle. So even if you're not ready necessarily to go start your own agency, so maybe the millionaire recruiter program isn't right for you. We do have all these other services to help you get your talent acquisition team where you, you need to be to include the training. We'll train your mm-hmm. team as well. So, yeah, I actually just spoke to someone uh, that was also on the Inc. 5000 list. It's pretty cool. Like once you're on the list, like they have mm. so much su- support for you. So this guy reaches out and um, he owns a very interesting agency. It's not a, a normal like recruiting agency. It has a lot of like IT services um, on top of it, but they do have a, a recruiting team. And so what I like to talk to business to business, founder to founder, right? Is I'm like, hey, what did you do wrong last year? <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, like, let me feel better also. Right? <laughs> like, yeah. That whole shot, I got, like, you know, how long do you have? Um, and he was like, honestly, training. I thought I could just hire a bunch of junior recruiters. They would just figure it out. And it turns out you really got to train those people. And we kept trying to come up with a program, but then it took by two managers out of what they were supposed to be doing. And so then the managers didn't do their job and then they have a half off training program. And I was literally like, I started laughing (laughs) and he was like, what are you laughing at? And I'm like, this is great. I love to hear this because this is why we're here. This is why diversity is here. This is what, what we're here for. Like, let us train you because yeah, it took me 14 years to come up with this training program, not to mention, you know, um, all the additions that our current team has added to and pushed and pushed us to a different training. You can't just have a training program and, you know, three, mm-hmm. months, six months a year. It's like, no, there's lots of nitty gritties that come into this. So it was, it, was a cool mo- it was a cool moment. You know, it was yeah. like a, I felt really justified. And so anyways, we're having a conversation next week about training his team. But he was like, oh my God, please train my team. You know, and it's funny because I think about, you know, recruiting training. Yay, that's my favorite. But I think about other trainings. I'm like, oh my God, I would totally, I would pay for that in two seconds. Like if it's not your bag, it's not your genius, don't do it. Like yeah. why? You're killing yourself. Yeah. And you're spending more money, more man hours, all that stuff, just outsource it to somebody that actually likes to do it. And I think that goes with anything. So that's not even just recruitment training. That oh. I think that applies to literally anything. Outsource it. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to do it, if it's not your bag, like you said, if you don't enjoy it. Um, so our broke to boss tip of the week, because I know we're right at time. Um, this is a, I, I can provide one and I will provide one, but I don't know if you want to offer one as well sure. during the new year. Um, but for me, and you've heard me talk about this before. Um, my to don't list is going to look a lot different for 2023. I have learned so much in 2022. That was a year of a lot of uh, like, I feel like self growth for me, a lot of realizations for me, hard realizations. Um, it was the year first year that I really experienced burnout and then overcame the burnout somehow. Like, and I, I've really sat down to try to analyze like what I did to get to that place in the first place. And then what I did to get out of it, because I am happier right now in my job than I have been in any job ever, 
at any point in my career. And I've really wanted to put down like, what, how did I get there? And it's, these are the things that to don't list are the things that I'm not going to do, but it's an annual. That's what I'm going to do for 2023 is have a to don't list. So I think this is a great for everybody. Have a to don't list daily, weekly. And then for me, I'm going to have one annually of what I'm not going to do in 2023. I love that. So lucky for all your listeners. And we will definitely put a link in here when it is ready. And <laughs> we'll put it on LinkedIn and, what, and whatnot. But uh, Taylor is coming up with a to-don't list uh, notebook. So you too. Yes. So not only will it share her to-don'ts, um, which is great. Cause it's so funny. It always makes you laugh. The to-don'ts. To-don't um, unfiltered, by the, the way. To-don't <laughs> unfiltered. Uh, yes, exactly. So she'll she'll have hers. Um, I'll probably put some of mine, and then you'll have free space to put your to don'ts and to really plan. And I think just seeing the cover, the to don'ts, mm-hmm. uh, you know, cover, it's just like, yes. What am I not going to do? Because so often we hear, "Here's your to do list," and it's kind of daunting. It is. The to do list. Is daunting. Like you could really have like an endless supply of the to do list. It's like no, I think what's more powerful, and we talk about how powerful failure is. This is exactly what it is. It's just poof. To don't, don't. do this shit. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> broke broke your boss tip of the week. To don't. To don't. <laughs> I'm not still in that thunder. I'm out. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much, guys, for listening. We really appreciate it. Yeah, we will see you every Tuesday. And don't forget that you can watch this on the Millionaire YouTube channel as well. See you next week. Thanks, y'all.